live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it! He caught it! Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. you got to be kidding me. What a moment! It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwam. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwam. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez. Pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show with Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Da-da-da-da-da. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. All right, thanks, Drake. Sorry, I got your name right this time. Hey, 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 hey. You don't mess don't with care. Drake, punk. All right, good morning, everyone. Used da, to be da, funny. Da, da. Now I'm fighting. Zero in the morning show. It's Friday. Yeah. Hang on a second. I got one of those in here somewhere. Hang on. I got one of those in here somewhere, TJ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There it is. Oh, man. Good morning, everybody. January 14, Friday, 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 brought to you by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. TJ, you going to do anything extreme outdoors this weekend? Uh, from the sounds of it, just walking outside on Saturday will be pretty yeah. extreme. So, yes, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll Walk leave the house at some point on Saturday and uh, extreme in the, uh, extreme conditions into the outdoors. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of us that are going to show up Monday with head colds. I'll tell you that because it's going to be 65 today and 25 tomorrow and windy. It's going to have like a, a wind chill around zero tomorrow so that's always fun the old uh body temperature good morning everybody it is friday uh we got a weekend that we are nose to nose with and uh, we got sports we got sports we're talking about for the next three hours here on the t-row in the morning show tj good morning how are you today doing good doing good that's great yeah that's great that's great Fabulous. to hear, Teach. So super. What's wrong, man? What's wrong? Are you telling your voice? Nothing wrong. wrong. Nothing wrong. You've tried to tell my sarcastic. voice twice this week, and you've been wrong both times. You're fine? I'm fine. You're good? Got my cowboy boots on on a Friday. I'm ready to go. Oh, that reminds me, TJ. I almost got stabbed by a man in cowboy boots at the bank yesterday. What? True story. I'm in line at the bank. Inside the bank. Okay? Who goes inside in- a bank in today's world? Rarely do I go in. <laughs> However, on occasion, I 
You ever have one of those? Maybe this is just me. You ever have one of those transactions where you're like, I don't know if I trust this going through that. This is too important to be stuck in the vacuum tube. I want to hand this to the person. I understand look them that. In the eye. I get that. I get that. I, I am not allowed. No, I'm not. That's not right. I got I you. don't handle the financial transactions in our home. But there are times when she says, uh, if we're running errands and I'm with her, and she says, uh, don't go through the drive-thru. I need to go into the bank. This That doesn't yeah. fall under your marital duties. No, my $5 a week allowance, if I'm lucky I get that sometimes, <laughs> I don't on. really need to go in for that. Right. Well, I had such an occasion yesterday where I felt better about it if I'd go into inside the bank. So I did, uh, but there was a little bit of a line there. I was uh, second in line. There was There's two tellers open. Let me paint the picture for you. There's two teller windows, then, uh, and they were both occupied. Then a person waiting, and then me. Okay. And then another gentleman walks in who looks like he just walked off the set of Yellowstone. Looks to be in his 60s, older gentleman than me. Not, nothing wrong with 60s, but older than me, cowboy boots, Wrangler jeans, uh, vest, not a like a fancy vest, like a working vest, uh, looked to be like a pearl snap shirt underneath it. <laughs> no cowboy hat, but you could tell he had been he had, wearing a hat. Like he's, he's got his hair's all kind of sweaty and matted down and, you know. And he walks in behind me with an envelope, like a manila envelope. And he's standing behind me, okay? Perfect. We're not making conversation. We're just in line. I'm not, at this point, my radar is not up in any way. And then all of a sudden I hear click, and I turn around, and the man behind me has a has a pocket knife. Uh it's not a pocket knife. It's like a buoy. Like, it's a buoy knife. Like, it's a giant knife, okay? What? He's opened up a giant knife behind me. It's like, I mean, I guess it's a pocket knife, but it's, it's, I don't know, four inches, five inches long. It's not your average little pocket knife, okay? Okay. It's like a knife you would stab someone to death with. That's what kind of <laughs> knife it looks like. He pulls he pulls a knife out of his pocket inside the bank and goes click and I turn around and for just a second I'm like, Well this is it. This is how it ends. A man in twenty twenty is about to rob a bank with a knife. Uh, I I don't you know, that didn't make any logical sense, but it went through my brain for because it was a shockingly large knife, TJ, to be open inside of a bank. <laughs> Or anywhere, you know? Well, I'm trying to uh, – is it legal to pull out a knife of any size in a bank? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. I'm just – it may be. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious. Anyway, go ahead. He didn't stab so you, man, obviously. You're here this morning, so that's good. I know, I know that's one conclusion to this story, but go ahead. See what the rest of I it is. I might have wounds. You don't know. I might have wounds. <laughs> I haven't finished the story yet. 
so I'm, I must be looking at the guy with a shocked face because he looks at me and I, we like connect eyes and I, I, I probably, I, I eyes were probably the size of flying saucers. Boy, that sentence was hard for me to get out. And he looks at me and then he looks down at the manila envelope he's got and puts it on the table and there's a staple in it. And he uses his knife to, like, pry open the staple. <laughs> he slides his knife under the staple. <laughs> pries the staple off of the manila envelope. Folds the knife up and puts it back in his pocket. And I'm like, really? That was necessary? He should have just given then, you a, a wink. It dawned on me. You know what? We've had this conversation before several years ago on the show about whether people carry pocket knives anymore. And you guys flooded me with this. Yeah, of course you carry pocket knives. You never know when you're going to need a pocket knife. You never know. This is one of those situations where this guy's got this fancy nice knife. He didn't need to use it to get that staple out. But he honestly doesn't ever need it for anything. So he's like, hey, there's a staple. I haven't used my pocket knife in six months. Here's a situation where I could excuse carrying this knife around that makes me feel manly. I'll use it to pry the staple out. I could have done that with my fingernails, but I might as well give everyone in the bank a heart attack by pulling out my <laughs> crocodile Dundee knife. <laughs> so, I, but I mean, I survived, TJ. I survived. Well, I'm That's glad the, you're uh, here. I'm glad you're here, and you don't ever realize when you may need a pocket knife. Bronx and I both got new knives for Christmas. Did you? Yes. Have you gutted any fish with them um, or whittled any wood or anything? He... I don't think he used that knife, but he has gutted fish since he's got this one. But, um, no, no, no. He was at a place where they had to throw them back. So, no, he hasn't either. So, um... Mine was um, not supposed to be a gift, but it ended up being a gift. So, but What yeah. do you mean? We had bought Bronx a new one for Christmas. He needed a new one for the gutting of fish and cutting line and different things that he needed a knife for. Okay. And we bought it uh, a while back. Actually, it came free with um, some Kevlar or something with a bulletproof vest. I don't know, man. We got a free knife. So we put it up for Bronx for Christmas. Just to clarify, if you're new to the show, that would be for TJ's wife, who is a police officer. Right. Okay. Right. I get packages at my house that I'm like, what is this? And it's hey, parts to a bulletproof a bull- vest or something. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, Who's this for? Who, a bulletproof vest arrived. Who's that for? <laughs> yeah, it's probably for mom. Remember, she's a police officer. Oh. Who left right. their assault rifle laying on the counter again? Um. We couldn't find the knife anywhere, and we yeah. knew we had this thing, and we were wrapping presents, and we're like, it was one of the things on his list, and we're like, man, maybe we accidentally threw it away, and we searched, and we searched, and we tore closets, dresser, drawers, you name it, we tore it apart, and so we ended up thinking we, we just threw it away on accident, we lost it, we went and bought another one at uh, Academy, wrapped it. Uh, about two days later, Katie was wrapping my presents and uh, pulled out something she had bought for me, and that knife fell onto the floor. And I said, "Ah, just wrap it for me. I'll take a new knife as well." So we had both ended up with a new knife. How about that? Yeah, I've not I've not used it for staples yet. You've used it for since Christmas. 
Um, I opened some tape on a box at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Amazon box arrives. You got to get into that thing. Uh, I said, uh, hold on. That looks like some Hang thick on, I got tape. a pocket knife I've got a that. pocket knife for that. Yeah, okay. And I remember taking it out for one other reason. I honestly don't remember what it was. Not often, but it's there if I need it. Well, or, not, or if we're not uh, having this. If a bank robbery goes down, I'm there to prevent it. Unlike you, who's going to be yep. on the floor crying. That's right. That's right. That's the key for a lot of people I've learned in wanting to be able to carry all sorts of things is if the you-know-what hits the fan, I'm I want to be the hero. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now, in all honesty... I'm out the door and hoping my wife can take care of things, right, but right. I've got someone with me I use as security. So, Why do you have that strapped to your ankle? You never know, kid. You never know. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I mean, the end of the story is this man had no doubt been wrangling cattle all day, TJ, working hard for the American people. Probably cutting barbed wire fence. Yep. Yeah. Ranching and roping. Uh, and, and he came in to cash the, probably to, I don't know what was in that. Maybe it was the deed to the new ranch there, TJ, in that manila envelope, you know? Maybe he had just in a, in a game of poker, he had, uh, around a pot of beans with the pokes there. He had won himself the deed to a ranch and he was bringing it to, uh, give to the safe deposit box. Uh, but it had a staple in it, so we had to take care of that first. So uh, the gentleman decided to get that staple out of there the it most was dramatic the, way possible. I bet it was the deed to his new land he had just got from someone. Is this microphone on? Yeah. No, I'm agreeing with like you. Like I'm agreeing working. with yeah. you. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. it's working. I thought for a second there I was broadcasting, but I must have no, gone I meant, silent. No, I meant that as I'm agreeing with you, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Okay, all right. Um... So, anyway, that was a, a little heart palpitations that took place there, but we made it through there okay. Uh, other than that, uh, the only other exciting thing yesterday is that uh, Peyton Roland is back on the golf course yesterday for the first time Ooh, since surgery, post-ankle huh? surgery. How about that. Back on the golf course yesterday with his new three-wood. That's, that's the kind of gifts we give each other at the Roland house. Three-woods, TJ. Not nothing, uh, no pocket knives or weapons or bulletproof vests. We give each other. You never uh, know when you have to use golf a golf clubs. club to uh, run someone out of your home. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> golf clubs and air fry. Get on out of here. Kind Come of on now. I chased him. I chased him with an air fryer. That's what we did. So anyway, he was out there. By all accounts, his, his sister drove him around. And uh, it was a good day on the course, so no pain. So that was very exciting yesterday. Uh, we got a good show today, TJ. In the in the eight o'clock hour, final hour of the show, we go live to Fort Worth. John Denton's going to join us, TCU color analyst, help us preview that OU basketball game tomorrow. And then, but I think this is going to be a regular thing, TJ. Second straight week, Porter Moser going to join us live. He seemed very excited about that at Rudy's last night, like it was the highlight of his week, maybe. I think we have developed a good relationship early in our relationship. I think he's, uh, <laughs> I think he's fond I, of you? Um, yeah. 
Maybe so. It's probably it's uh, probably that strap you have. All right. There's no doubt a newfound respect after he saw my jump shot in Austin. But anyway, Porter joins us live right at the end of the show. Uh, opening timeout. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Toby and TJ on the ref. T-Row in the Morning Show, uh, powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Your home for bad boy mowers, ATVs, and more. The try it before you buy it. Um, they mean I'm it too. Pretty excited to go out there, by the way. Next week, Toby will be out there. I think you're at the Goldsby uh, location, yep. I believe. Uh, right. Two to five next Thursday. If you guys go, want to go check it out as well. Perhaps you're uh, in the market for a side by side or something, or a bad boy mower. I am. So. Well, I'm just saying. I'm in the, I'm in, I'm in the market for a zero turn. I've never had a zero turn. My mower is currently uh, not operating correctly. Write that down. Zero and, uh, turn mower mm-hmm. landowner. Okay. Yeah. I've bought one because I can't afford it. <laughs> but i hoping they have a good sale going on. <laughs> We'll go check them out. Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Toby, TJ, word is Caleb didn't like the USC facilities. The more time that goes by, how negatively does this affect CW? I love all the word word is. I'm hearing this. I heard that. Did you know that this happened? I love all that stuff. Uh... What's going on with Caleb Williams? I mean, the texter brings up a great question, it's either TJ. he What's going on? I think this is what's going on. All right, go ahead. One, there are NIL deals being discussed at probably multiple schools. But two, I do think there's something with what the texter says. I think he thought all roses and sunshine with mule shoe. And he got out there and said, ooh, yeah. And looked around, and things weren't quite what he was used to at Oklahoma. Traffic's terrible. L.A. is horrible. And I think it's caused him to pause a little bit. So, I don't know. I don't know if some of the stuff too, like people throw out there, and I'm like, I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe it's true. Like, like everybody's saying, like he's got to announce today because classes start today. You have to be enrolled today at USC. It's got to be today. Well, being Friday, and I'm like, he's like the top quarterback in the transfer portal. Can't they figure out if he doesn't decide till Sunday how to get him well, into classes at USC, or can't he just enroll and then just? end up somewhere else still anyway. I mean, there's so many scenarios there that I don't know what's true or not, but somebody look. can correct me if I'm wrong. Um I don't know what the rules are at USC. I think they're different school to school. Right. But all of that would be to participate in spring ball. Like the football season, you probably don't know this. I pay closer attention than you do. 
The football season doesn't start till like September. What? So it's year there round. Would, there he could. I think sometime in July is the cutoff date for when you could actually transfer, and that's a long ways from now. Yeah. But, so he could theoretically go to school at OU in the spring. And transfer somewhere else in the summer. Well, theoretically, that's good not luck to him if that's good. what him and his family decide. Good luck, because he's already been set back, and we saw that through his progression here at Oklahoma, not playing for two years because of COVID and everything else getting shut down at his high school. You go and take another spring off and set yourself back and just chill out until summer. Good luck with that in your development. By the way, these uh, trash USC uh, facilities garbage are actually quite nice. I don't know if anybody has actually looked at what the facilities look like. They're actually quite lovely. I looked at them. <laughs> Did you see the nicks in the weights? Yeah. <laughs> they hadn't been grinded out and polished. Stop right. it. Yeah, I know. Terrible facilities. Just working in a warehouse over there on the back Not to lot of mention, movie set. it smells like weasel in there. <laughs> the aroma is horrible. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Did you boys watch Tuka Rask and the Bruins last night? Heck oh, yes. of a game. Drake from Piedmont. Couldn't peel me. I tried. I could not find what channel hockey was on on my cable. I scrolled through all of them, ended up on Shark Tank for a little while. I don't know where hockey's supposed to be found. I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll hear all about it. I got my uh, 247. I just I just found this. I'm not trying to make a point here. I just found it. Uh, 247 ranked the top 25 football facilities in the nation. This is this past March, so this is pretty up-to-date. Um, where do you think OU falls in the top 25? I haven't looked at it yet, so I'm not trying to make a point. Where do you think they um, top I'll facilities? I'll say 12. And USC, what's your prediction there? Do you think they're in it? Uh, I don't think they're in it. Okay, here we go. I'm looking at it for the first time right now. Oh, right there. USC 25. Uh, Arkansas 23. Scrolling, scrolling. TCU 20. Georgia 18. Uh, scrolling, got to get through a couple more ads here. Uh, here we go. Notre Dame 16, top facilities rankings in the in Michigan 15. Uh, scrolling, scrolling. Here we go. Oklahoma State 11. How about that? OU 10. Let it go, Sooners. See uh, there? Texas 15 nine. facility uh, yeah. prettiness ahead of USC. That's right. Northwestern, eight. I wonder if he's considering Northwestern. LSU, seven. These are facilities rankings. Ohio State, six. I bet I know who's number one, TJ. I guarantee I know who's number one. Uh, South Carolina, number five. <laughs> Who would have thought that? I wouldn't have guessed that. Uh, let me see. Here we go. Uh, oh, hey, surprise. Texas A&M, only number four. Oh, that's surprising. Alabama three. Who do you think's number one? Oregon two. LSU number maybe. One. I already said that. Oh, one. you said LSU. Clem Clemson number one. Oh, okay. That you know who that's thanks to. Thad Turnip Seed. He's going to do it for us too. <laughs> uh, um, I hope so. 
I hope so. Get us to number one. Twenty fifth. See, just garbage. The word is he got out there, was unimpressed with facilities, and now he's reconsidering things. Is that what I'm to hear? That's what you're to hear. You're also to hear that apparently uh, Wisconsin's jumped into this thing. So, really, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Wisconsin. Young uh, Parker Thune was telling us that yesterday that there may be. What's give me the reasoning for that? Great line really to play behind, the... typically. Um, uh-huh. and that was the main reason that he had there. Other than that, I, I kind of maybe zoned out. I kind of passed himself, out what he said. <laughs> maybe he sees himself as the next Russell Wilson. Perhaps. I could. See, I mean, the comparison there is obvious, right? A little bit undersized, mobile quarterback. How tall is Russell? Is Russell six foot? He may be listed at that, but I think he's more 5'10", 5'11", yeah. Yeah, Caleb's 6'1", 6'1", so not a big difference there. Um, Okay, I hadn't heard that. That's interesting. All right, well, it is, uh, I mean, Monday it was a done deal. Jackson Dart enters the transfer portal. We're just waiting for Caleb to finish his graphic, right? Or for them to finish the, Mm -hmm. the video out there. In Lincoln Land, right, and uh, it's now it's Friday, TJ. It's Friday, and Jackson Dart already has a top three, and Caleb's still no word. So, give me Jackson's top three. Top three allegedly: Ole Miss, TCU, Oklahoma. Man, how does TCU always get in the mix for everything? Have you seen the stockyards in the area? It is, it is lovely. Nice. They they Come do on. have a really nice campus, and and the Fort Worth area is nice. I will give them that. It, got it, that Dickies nice Arena now. Yeah, Come on, well, why wouldn't you go TCU. play there? Well, I'm just saying um, it's not theirs, but it's in the area. Mister Dart, I'm told. I think we can talk about this kind of stuff with transfers, just not with recruits. So compliance will let me know if I'm out of line. I don't think I am. Uh, on campus. Right now, right? I think I believe so, he, yeah, this weekend. He and his buddy Trig. By the way, how did you do in Trig in college? Uh, that's why I didn't end up finishing college. Just did left. you take Trig? <laughs> just left. <laughs> Said, I'm out of here. <laughs> you, when you got to Trig, you bailed? I, no, I, I think it was coming up, and I couldn't get past whatever I was working on. and said, well, this is never going to work. I'm just going to go be in radio. What's his first name? Remind me what Trigg's first name is. You got that one? Uh, I don't have that one. Dart and Trigg. They're the USC uh, duo. Yeah, uh, I remember him uh, tweeting out now that when Jackson Dart announced, and I don't remember what his name is. I got it right here. Someone, just calm down. Michael. 50 people Michael. are yelling at us uh, on the it's radio Michael. right now. Yeah, they, How they, do you not uh, know it's Michael Trigg? It's on, they're on campus right now is what I've been told. So. Well, hello, hey, boys. Listen. Maybe they're listening. You think Venables gets him up early and says, here's part of our sales pitches. If you come here, we got outstanding sports radio. Oh, there's listen. no doubt about it. Listen to these guys. Listen, listen to, to the ref. Yes. T. Rowe they talk college football. This is your voice. This is the man that will paint the That's picture right. for you. Hi, guys. Yeah. You, you go out to Los Angeles, they're not going to talk about you. No. They're not, I no. Mean, I guess they have been out at Los Angeles. But, All they care about is LeBron uh, and Anthony Davis out there. They don't care about they you. They got shock jocks in the morning, TJ. That's what they do out in Los Angeles. Shock jocks. You know? Just up shocking people in the mornings. Around stuff. here, we say we. 
even if we're not supposed to. That's exactly right. So we'll see whether or not the uh, Jackson Dart, Michael Trigg, end up at OU or not. I kind of like the Dart kid. I've been looking him up a little bit more. Six foot three, TJ. He's a good looking player. Uh, we'll take a break. Back after this. The Ref Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Trivia question time for you, TJ. Oh, no. The NFL playoffs start tomorrow. You excited? Yeah, I think the Dallas Cowboys have a legitimate shot to win a Super Bowl. Or lose in the first round. It's one of the two things. Five quarterbacks in this year's playoffs have quarterbacked their team to a Super Bowl. Not a title. Played in a Super Bowl. Quarterbacked their teams in a Super Bowl. Five. Name them. Uh, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. That's one. Slow down. Slow down. Okay. Brady won. Mahomes, two. You need three more. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Three. Aaron Rodgers. Four. And... I know this is going to be obvious when you tell me, but... um, Boy, I'm blanking. Who's the fifth one? Think it over. This is why I brought up the question, TJ. Who's the (sighs) fifth quarterback... Who has taken his team to a Super Bowl in this year's playoffs? You got the four easy ones: Brady, right. Mahomes, Roethlisberger, Rodgers. There's one more. Um, Burrow hasn't. Oh, uh, um, uh, Jimmy uh, Garoppolo. That's right. Yeah. I was driving home last night, and they were talking about the Cowboys 49ers game on the radio. And they were like, uh, Garoppolo, of course, has taken his team to the Super Bowl. And I was like, no, he hasn't. That's ridiculous. <laughs> what an embarrassing mistake. <laughs> and then I was like, hang on. It was like la- two years two ago. Two years ago, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I, he's a guy that I don't know if it's because – He's on the West Coast. I don't know. It's like we, Everybody was trying to replace him with Trey Lance when this year started. For whatever he's, reason. He still got replaced some throughout the season with uh, Lance. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe he's just too good looking, you know. He seems like he'd be right up your alley, TJ. A really good looking no, quarterback. wrong type of look for me. Who has taken his team to a wrong, Super Bowl. Wrong type of look for me. That's what do you mean wrong type of look um, He's too good not looking. Not the, the, uh, the same kind of sexiness I'm looking for out of my quarterback, yeah. Too rugged, but I think, maybe. I wonder why we don't think more highly of him. Why do you think we don't think more highly of Jimmy Garoppolo? Because Jimmy Garoppolo did have a nice season that year. Hasn't been very good since. And a lot of that year of carrying him to that Super Bowl was that defense was really, really good that year. He was just kind of the facilitator that happened to be the quarterback. Most people think, you know, especially out there, fans of the 49ers think he's the thing that's held them back from winning one. Although Do you talk hot to the again, fans of the 49ers? Oh, yeah, they're all there? over the place. You see them everywhere. 
Do you listen to a lot of San Francisco sports radio? No, but there's a lot of 49er fans around. You hear them running their mouth. You just got to listen. I don't, I, don't know. I don't know where to find the information you find. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Maybe, uh, I have, maybe have conversations in my head. Uh, 68% completion this year. 20 touchdowns, 12 picks. That's not a great. That's not good. TD to INT ratio. So, um, Anyway, playoffs start. We've got six games this weekend. Tomorrow, Vegas and Cincy. Raiders and Bengals, 3.30. Patriots and Bills going to play in subarctic conditions tomorrow night in Buffalo. Freezing tomorrow night in Buffalo, which will be fun. Noon, triple header. Eagles and Bucks at game one, 3.30, your Cowboys and the 49ers. And then the late game is Steelers and Chiefs in KC. Uh, Monday night, Monday night playoff game. Do you like that or hate it, TJ? You got to be one or the other. There's no neutral in this day and age. You either love it or hate it. I hate it. Monday Monday night night football. Playoff football, you don't like that? Stop it. TJ hates it. Cards and Rams will be playing at SoFi Stadium out there in Dadgum California, where they do nothing but drink wheat grass and vote Democratic. Ah, it's disgusting. Thank God the Cowboys aren't playing out in the uh, California the playoffs. TJ, am I right? Wouldn't be acceptable. Get it all over them out there. Hey, stop! I already upset someone yesterday <laughs> with my California take. So did you? Yeah, they text the show said this has just left a bad taste in my mouth. You right wing wackos, I'm out of here. <laughs> We, yeah, I was yeah. sticking up for California. <laughs> I didn't think I, I said California. anything that bad or that wrong. Yeah, I love California. Uh, so anyway, there you go. There's your there's your six NFL playoff games. Meanwhile, we had a college basketball game last night in the, the Big Twelve. Tech and OSU had to make up a game, and Tech clobbered them out in Lubbock, seventy eight fifty seven. Cowboys shot 32% from the field. Former ORU Golden Eagle Kevin O'Banner having a very nice year out at Tech. 17 points. OSU, TJ, now 8-7 and seven on the year, 1-3 and three in the Big 12. Struggling. And next, they get Baylor tomorrow. How much does Tech at basketball Baylor. bother you over the last few years? I think I bother me more now because I see it more because Hacks tweets a lot of stuff. Like last night he sent some tweet out about the crowd. And they're rocking back and forth. And I'm like, look at them with their stupid good fan base and tradition and culture now. I don't know. It just irritated me. The whole video irritated me. They're swaying back and forth. It's built out of jealousy, but. It bothers me less than Baylor bothers me. <laughs> it is the air. Every, everything tech is irritating. Don't get me wrong. I do think, well, I know there is legitimate fan passion for Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. They love Texas Tech out there. Now they're filthy and raunchy and all that kind of stuff, but <laughs> right? I mean, they show up and support their baseball teams, their football teams, their when they're good, their basketball teams. 
you know, and I think Chris Beard, legitimately good coach, came out there and turned things around for them before that. Bob Knight obviously knows what he's doing, whether you agree with it or not. So it bothers me. The Baylor thing, I was talking to Kevin Henry about this when we went the other day. The Baylor thing I, is one of the great mysteries in the history of college sports to me. Like, it's the same coach. It's the same coach that for, what, 15 a years? A lot of years, a decade and a half, yeah, a decade Was the laughingstock. Mm-hmm. Not like average, not like just okay, was awful. And now they're winning national championships. They're getting top recruits from all all over the country. They're bringing in guys from Presbyterian and turning in the first team all Americans. <laughs> I'm like, what is there some magic potion? He's the new Mike Brazos suddenly, yeah. What is going on with Scott Drew and Baylor? It's a complete and they don't have great fan support. That's the other thing. Like they just won a national championship and they got the number one team in the nation and their arena's half full. So that's the one where I'm like, Baylor just is a mystery to me. Like, I don't know what's going on there. I, I give him credit. I, I'm not accusing him of cheating or anything. It sounds I'm just like saying, you're accusing him of cheating. How? Like, what have they done? Like, what did Scott Drew do after 10, 15 years of terrible to go from that to the – one of the top premier programs in all of college basketball. How did he do it? It's amazing the rebuild job that Chip and JoJo can do. Probably went to them for help. They reconstructed him as a coach. And now he is where he is. I credit They Magnolia. tore him down to his studs and yes, rebuilt him. Uh, they rebuilt him. Knocked out a wall in the Magnolia. kitchen of his heart. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Tech beat OSU last night, by the way. We'll run down uh, tomorrow's schedule in the Big 12 when we come back. New coach, new year, same great Sooner coverage. This is the Ref Radio Sports Network. Get this. This information just popped up on my phone. This is Elvis, obviously. This is from Aloha from Hawaii, which was a live concert broadcast today. January 14th, 1973, to 36 countries, watched by 1.3 billion people. Wow. 1.3 billion people watched Elvis Presley's concert, Aloha from Hawaii, on this day in 1973. Does it say what was it? Across, like, multiple networks? It was on a satellite, they said, is what it says here on the information. That's all it says. It was, like, broadcast 1973 Elvis Presley's Aloha, uh, Honolulu concert broadcast live via satellite. Uh, Aloha from Hawaii was watched by one point th- by over 1.3 billion people in 36 countries. So I'm guessing it was one of those that they put on satellite and put at movie theaters and stuff back in 73, like they used to do the boxing sometimes. Think- I don't know how they even... Did we do that in 73? That's what this says. I'm just thinking now I'm doing the math. Very well could have been the night I was conceived. 
So, what was the date? <laughs> January fourteenth, nineteen seventy-three. Wow, you're then right. The then in September, along came yeah. Toby and TJ. <laughs> <laughs> May have been both of us. Huh. Well, <laughs> the power of Elvis Presley. That would only be. I'm just saying it may bucks. be me, as more likely knowing my life and the uh, the impact March, Elvis had on my family. Pretty sure it could September. Yeah. How about that? And that number uh, just blew me away, though. 1.3 billion people. I mean, we didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the technological situation was there. So that uh, is amazing. Uh, Let's see here. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Refused to play with teammates in a bowl game, but accepts a senior bowl invitation. Is this the cool thing to do? It's Dwayne and Norman, and he's got a uh, a screenshot of Isaiah Thomas's accepted invite, like they're doing the little football-looking uh, trading cards when these guys accept their invite to the senior I don't see bowl the conflict there. I mean, the reason he he's getting ready for the NFL, that's the reason that he did not play. This is a showcase situation, which yeah, I guess you could look NFL at a bowl game thing. that way too, but um, this specifically is set up for the purpose of you know yeah. people being able to evaluate you. By the way, I, I I exaggerated the Baylor situation. I I looked it up. Scott Drew only stunk for about six years. <laughs> I think I said fifteen. You said fifteen. It felt yeah, like fifteen because it did. How many times on this show did we come on here and say, "How do they keep letting Scott Drew stick around? Like, how long is yeah. he going to keep a job?" That was year after year after year. Well, the conversation for a long time around here was. What a drag Baylor is on the Big 12. Like, you got to get rid of Baylor. Yes. A, they're terrible in every sport, you know. And now, golly, they're, like, like they're great in every sport. They've done a really good job. Chip and JoJo probably deserve some sort of credit. I'm not sure how, but I'm sure they did. All right, top of the hour break. Porter Moser joins us live at the 8 o'clock hour today, by the way. We'll be back.